It's time for episode 541 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, February 14th, 2024. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast where we'd like you to be our Valentine. My name is Dan Moore, and I'm joined across the internet by my good friend, my co-host, my pal, my my Valentine, my Palantine, my Palantine. <laughs> it's the one and only Micah Sargent. You got my cards, right, Micah? I did, and the little uh, heart-shaped sucker, and the candy hearts that all say, well, actually, it spells out, keep watching the clock, which is pretty <laughs> cool. Right. So, That's thank right. you, Dan. Keep your eyes on it. They're uh, all clove-flavored, which I like, but a lot of people hate, so I'm it was very bold. happy. It was a bold choice. I went out on a limb with it. Uh, well, this is, of course, the show where we talk about four tech topics with two fantastic guests. To my left this week... It is the founder of Lex Friedman Consulting, the author of many puzzles and the co-host of podcasts like The Rebound. It is one and only, the best and only, Lex Friedman. <laughs> Hi, Lex. I appreciate that. I choose, choose, choose to be with all of you on Valentine's Day. It's very sweet of you. <laughs> and to my left, it is the business unicorn, Relay FM Switch On Community Manager and host of Conduit on this here podcast network. <gasps> Continuing the uh, tradition of reading what they put in the title box, it's <laughs> Kathy Campbell. Hello, Kathy. Hello, Mike, Sergeant, and Dan Warren, oh. and Lex Friedman. Dave Jack. <laughs> Gonna be one of those shows. All right. Yeah. Well, let me kick things off. Uh, I'm curious to know, how many peripherals do you usually have connected to your computer? Do you use a hub of some kind? Are you wireless only? Do you have like a ton of stuff? Or are you just like, oh, I'm living the peripheral-free lifestyle? Lex, what is your peripheral sitch, as they say? I I do use a gigantic USB hub, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's the one that Casey Liss always recommends on the internet. <laughs> Um, but I have many, many things connected at any given time. It looks like I've got uh, my giant monitor and my webcam and my ring light and uh, all that plugs into the laptop. The keyboard is wireless. Oh, the speaker is also plugged in because it uses um, USB as well. And then I've got like my headphones are plugged into said hub. And then there's typically two loose cables, one lightning and one USB-C. So that if I have to charge anything, uh, I can do that too. But uh yeah, I uh, I live hub life, and I get sad every time I have to disconnect my laptop from that hub because it means I have to reset a couple things when I plug back in. I wish I could remember them more than it does, but it doesn't. Hmm. Uh, for me, I have the CalDigit TS4 plugged into the Mac, and so because of that, I have more than I really need. Basically, back whenever we did the... Um, St. Jude live stream of D&D, I determined I would I wanted to have another monitor and I've never detached it. So now I have three monitors, one going over DisplayPort, the other one going over I can't remember if it's DisplayPort to USB-C or if it's HDMI to USB-C. I think it's HDMI. And then uh, the main monitor, which is the studio display, uh, plus I've got a time machine uh, drive that's connected, an ATEM Mini that I don't really use, but it is connected just in case I need it. Um, I've got the Apple Super Drive on the rare occasion when I need 
to, uh, I'm not going to say what I would do with that, that involves <laughs> handbrake and some special tools, um, <laughs> as well as, uh, for some reason, there's something weird about the Bluetooth sitch in my house a lot of the time, and I don't know if it's just my house, but whatever it is, my uh, keyboard that has Touch ID on it sometimes doesn't like to work if it's not plugged in. So most of the time, I just have it plugged in uh, because then I can make sure that I can just use Touch ID instead of having to type in my password. So that technically counts counts as a connected peripheral. It counts as a connected peripheral. Um <laughs> Plus some other stuff, the Wave XLR, uh, the little, I can't even think what this is called anymore, the uh, Stream Deck, not the Steam Deck, and a an iPhone that remains constantly plugged in that serves as my webcam. So peripherals, I've got loads. Uh, Kathy, what about you? I wish I lived a peripheral. <laughs> Nailed it. Free a life, life on the Nailed periphery. It. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm a professional podcaster, can you tell? Um I wish I lived that free life, but I'm, alas, not. I have a 10-slot anchor hub that usually has about six things plugged into it. Um, My keyboard, my headphones, microphone, of course, second monitor. I have two um, hard drives Uh, right now. Since I just reset up my desk, I don't have a lot of the other things. Um, so it depends on if this question is like currently or like <laughs> normally, because I also will have a Wacom tablet, um, a label printer, uh, a scanner for all this client stuff. Um, but then my new desk also has pl- a plug um, attached to the desk itself. And so I have a secondary hub that's just for charging things mm. that has um, the puck, the MagSafe puck charger oh, yeah. thing bobber um, with a USB-C and a lightning cable. And then one that I charge my little uh, AirPods Pros in that has like a unicorn case. And then the, the little hub that it sits on looks like unicorn legs. It's very cute. I love it. Um, yeah, so lots of peripherals. Someday I will live the dream of peripheral free, but I don't know how to spell that day. for a title suggestion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> free. Uh, um, I... You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. This might be a hot take. I'm a hub hater. I don't like hubs. I'm against <gasps> hubs. I'm anti hub. I mean, I hate them too, but I need my stuff. I I just I don't trust them. I think fundamentally the issue is there's so many things I think to myself I don't want connected to a hub that I worry about like plugging in. Like I don't want my microphone connected to a hub. I don't want my hard drives connected to a hub. I just I'm just I'm distrustful of hubs. Maybe that's just like an old school thought to like back when the days when. You know, hubs could be a little janky at times, and some stuff wouldn't work right when you plug them in. Um, I am lucky, you know, the fact that I have a, a M2 Pro Mac Mini on my desk means I do have a ton of ports, at least, which is very helpful. So into that, I have currently plugged uh, a backup drive, which runs on Super Duper, the audio interface I use, a Stream Deck, um, a my Apple Cinema display, and I'm trying to think what else is actually connected back there. Oh, a light. I have a like a you know not key a key light sort of thing hanging off my monitor, um, which is really just power, honestly. Um, I do have a couple things plugged into the hub on my 
studio display, but mainly just for power because I don't mind that. So like Lex, I have a USB-C cable that hangs off. I have a lightning cable that hangs off. It's mainly plugged into the trackpad because I have found that, to, to Micah's point, no, it's not just your house that's wonky where it comes to Bluetooth. Bluetooth is wonky. My magic trackpad, if it's not plugged in, it's just kind of stuttery and skips a lot, and I don't like that. And I think the Bluetooth on Apple's computers and devices sometimes kind of sucks. Um, so I also have a Magic Keyboard, which is connected um, wirelessly. And then I also, this question is in part prompted by I have a um, ScanSnap, which is wirelessly connected to this computer. And that came up because this morning I was having trouble getting it connected. And I was like, oh, God, am I going to plug this thing into my computer and run another cable over here? Uh, but fortunately, I fixed that problem. So I can, I'm trying to minimize the lifestyle so I don't need hubs. But I wish, I honestly, just like I kind of wish I had less stuff overall on my desk. But I, it's hard for me to find stuff where I'm like, nah, I don't need that. I need all this stuff. Unfortunately, <laughs> that's the way it goes. Thank you all for your thoughts on that. Let's go to our second question, which comes from Lex. That's me. Uh, and I want to mention I use the same CalDigit TS4 that that Micah does. I just oh, nice. His name. Um, so my question is, what is your tech setup when watching TV or movies? And this is uh, really, it's two halves to this question. Like, first, I'm like, what are you typically watching on? Is it a TV and entertainment center? Or is it an iOS device or something else? And then what are you doing while you watch? Are you multitasking? Like you're watching on an iPad and using your phone or using the same device that has the show? Or what? How do you watch? Ooh, so most of the time if I'm watching TV or movies, I am watching it on uh, this high sense short throw projector thing that we have um basically my boss uh upgraded sort of a sort of an upgrade it was a smaller television but it's like the most recent uh i don't know micro or qle qoled stuff and so uh he was getting rid of his 100 inch projector and asked if anyone wanted it. And I said, uh, yeah. So <laughs> we watch stuff on this 100-inch projector screen, which is quite delightful. Um, and depending on what we're watching, um, we will multitask. So if I'm watching something like I don't know, Bob's Burgers, which I've I've seen before, or The Office, which I've seen so many times before, then yeah, there's probably some multitasking going on. Um, but if it's a new show or a new movie, then uh, the phone is away for me because I want to truly focus on what's on screen. Yeah, sometimes it's just nice to have something sort of playing in the background that you can look to occasionally while you're doing other things and other times yeah i want to just completely uh focus on on what's on what's on the the projector uh kathy what about you i tend to have on my desktop second monitor this is like when i watch youtube or random videos while i'm working uh then i will also be on the couch sometimes and watch on our TV while on my laptop doing work out there. However, if I'm watching something that I want to actually watch, shall we say, um, I will usually cross-stitch or play Sims while watching that, usually on the couch in front of the TV. Um, I really don't watch a whole lot on my iPad unless I'm at the co-working space um, or like on a plane but yeah that's that's my entertainment setup most stuff that i watch i am watching on the tv we have downstairs which is a 
um, I'm, I'm realizing now, slightly ancient television that I think is a, almost 10 years old, um, but it's still kicking along okay. Um, and, you know, that's my normal setup. It's got, like, the sound bar and the surround sound and all that stuff hooked up to it. Usually when I'm watching, I often have my phone handy, and so, uh, because I'm an inveterate uh, looker-upper of things that I, ooh, who was that person? Where have I seen them before? <laughs> um, and... So I sometimes do some some multitasking with that. I think for largely it depends on what kind of like show I have. Like there's definitely shows where I want to concentrate and watch a thing and not multitask because it's you know really good and I want to make sure I'm paying attention. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff I also just sort of put on in the background, like I'm having lunch or something, and I'm just like oh, I'll throw on a TV show. And those I often just am multitasking. Um, I sometimes use my iPad for that. I think generally not often because it still is kind of a two-hand device. And so um, I honestly feel like yeah, I'm just a, it's a little more involved. It feels more distracting, I guess, than having the iPhone out, even though I realize they're the, kind of the same level of distracting. <laughs> um, and yeah, like, like Kathy, I don't tend to use my iPad for a lot of video watching unless I'm traveling. Then it ends up being you know, video watcher on the plane, hotel rooms, you know, whatever. It's, it's just a convenient thing to carry around, especially if like my wife and I are traveling and we want to watch something together. Um, you know, we use it for that. But otherwise, mainly like I would say like the TV, like 90% of the time. Lex wants to wrap us up. Well, I, my iPad gets a lot of use as a, a watching thing, especially for shows that I watch with different permutations of my kids. Uh, I'm watching The Office with two of my kids. And like often if if other folks are out of the house and so there's just the three of us there, then maybe we'll eat lunch and watch on my iPad at the same time because we never eat in front of the TV. So for us, it's there's a lot of stuff on the iPad and then some stuff on the TV in our family room and then even less stuff on the, the bigger theater kind of set up in our basement that's like special occasions only at this point um but i'm really really bad at not multitasking <laughs> or i'm really really good at multitasking <laughs> so uh but yeah it's very hard for me to get the phone out of my hand when i'm watching like like dan i like to look things up and then like when i'm done I'm like i'll start playing a game and then I'm like why am i doing this i could just watch the show so I, I there are certain shows um like micah was mentioning where it's like i've got to have my full undivided attention but i would say Nine times out of ten, I'm doing something for probably very little reason on my phone while I watch, and uh, I think it's probably bad for me, but that's who I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, two topics down, two topics to go, which of course means it's halftime here at Clockwise, and this week our show is brought to you by Clockwise Swag. That's right. We have a ton of awesome swag for you if you're looking for a Clockwise-branded shirt, a Clockwise-branded hat, a Clockwise-branded phone case. We got all of those things for you, and you can find them all at clockwise.social. Uh, we really appreciate all of your support. Uh, obviously, you know, we have ads sometimes. We have our members' support. But we also really appreciate people ch- chipping in by buying our merchandise because it's a great way to support the show. Um, so, yeah, check it out if you haven't already. Go to clockwise.social and you can find our T-shirt, hat, and phone case. Maybe we need like a clock or something. I don't know. We should find some more <laughs> Clockwise branded stuff. But clockwise.social. And that is it for halftime. I'll turn things back over to Micah. Yes, my question for you. I think it might be a, a quick one. We'll see. Uh, which do you prefer, voice dictation or hand typing for input? And I mean this particularly in regard to messaging. Well, how do you like to kind of get your text in where it needs to be? Kathy, we'll start with you. Uh, I would say maybe 80% of the time I am hand typing. There are a couple times where I will do voice dictation, but it's really still not super great. I'll do it, you know, driving um, with CarPlay or like 
if my hands are busy and I'll just like tap the microphone with my nose, like if I'm cooking and my hands are dirty and yeah, uh, a wide variety of, of opportunities, but not a whole, not very often will I do that. So mostly hand typing. For me, I think, yeah, I agree. Mostly hand typing. Um, is there another kind of type? Is there like foot typing? What is the other kind of type? Nose. Um, no, nose voice. typing. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like hand typing. I don't know. I just call it typing. I don't know. That implied to me hands. But I do use, I would say dictation probably a little bit more than Kathy does. Like there are a lot of times where either I am in the car or sometimes even like I'm doing something else and I will tap the dictation button while I'm doing that and just dictate a text message. Um, dictation's gotten a lot better, especially on the iPhone. Um, I find that I can use it oftentimes without having to fix too many things. And it's like good enough to get the job done, basically. And frankly, I spend a lot more time wrestling with the iPhone keyboard, honestly. So for me, I, you know, if I'm sitting down at a computer or something with a full keyboard, you know, I will always type instead. But on the phone, I find that it's difficult enough for me. And I started having more and more problems with my hands that I just was like, dictation is good enough to get me by and maybe, I don't know, maybe a 25% of the time or something. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd like dictation to be better. I've been playing around with dictation stuff for 20 plus years. Like, I remember trying it in college uh, and my friends made fun of me because you had to, like, train the dictation software back in the day. <laughs> and the way you did that, at least in the program I was using, was you read it uh like a like a story <laughs> and so <Yep>. my, <laughs> my my roommates were like why are you reading like a story to your computer <laughs> which is <laughs> admittedly a little weird um but i i'm glad that that technology has progressed enough to make it basically usable what about you lex yeah i i think like dan i i do try to use dictation a decent amount of the time, but I find both dictation and typing pretty frustrating on the iPhone. I think that dictation, like autocorrect had, is slowly getting worse. Uh, I'm finding that it transcribes me more poorly over time, which is extremely frustrating. Uh, my whole immediate family does a lot of dictation to text, and so we get <laughs> you'll you'll frequently see messages that almost make sense but don't quite, um, and then. Inevitably, you'll get the follow-up, sorry, I was dictating. And I think there's, it's very easy even for tech experts to conflate dictation on iOS with Siri, even though they're technically two different things. Yeah. But I do when, when you send a message in messages with Siri, it says sent with Siri. So you can, oh, that's why there's all those weird typos. I wish I could automatically have that show up when I've dictated as well, because yeah. I do spend a lot of time sending the immediate follow-up, sorry, that was dictated, or doing the immediate edit. But I would say it's probably about, especially if I'm home, probably about... 30% of the time I'm using dictation, um, but I'm equally frustrated no matter what method I'm using. <laughs> um, <clears throat> thank you all for your answers on that. Yeah, I uh, I don't use voice dictation too often at all. Uh, but when I do, um, yeah, it tends to be that afterwards I'll need to send a, oh, sorry, that wasn't me <laughs> kind of message uh, to, to let them know that it, it's it's probably very confusing and you have no idea what I'm saying. Uh, but I also remember Dragon naturally, what was it, Dragon naturally typing or something like that. Our Dragon naturally speaking was the tool that I asked for for Christmas one time uh, that would let me use my computer to dictate. And I remember reading a story to my computer so that it could pick up on my voice uh, and and do it properly. And I just thought it was the coolest thing. Uh, how far we've come. Anyway, let's move along to our next topic, which comes from Kathy. 
So the Apple Vision Pro has been out long enough that some people are seeing them in the wild. There was that article with the person that got pulled over for using the Vision Pro in like an auto driving car thing. Uh, Have any of you been one of those wild users out in the public or have you witnessed them? Uh, No and no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I am proposing a sort of most dangerous game scenario in which if you see someone walking around in the wild with a Vision Pro on, you are illegally allowed to hunt them. (laughs) (laughs) for the record this is a joke their peripheral vision is limited is is what i'm saying and uh i i don't think i mean the 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 places where you would use a vision pro in the wild seem still feel very limited to me yeah all right i'm i'm sure people are going to start using them on planes a bunch um although i'm curious to know just how well they work on planes I do still occasionally go to a coffee shop to do some work, uh, and I guess I'm counting down the days until I see somebody wearing one in a coffee shop, but I feel like we haven't quite hit that level of social acceptance yet. It still feels like a lot of people who are using them in public are doing it just to get attention, and it's not like that feels more distracting to me than the whole purpose of this, which is bring yourself a distraction-free environment where you're going. Um, So uh, those seem like the most likely places I would encounter one. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't seen any of this yet, nor do I think that even if I did have one, would I use it out in public? I don't, I don't feel we as a society are there are ready for that yet. What about you, Lex? Uh, I also, am going to say no and no. Uh, but I, I would also further add, I don't think I've ever seen anybody using any, uh, headset of this type. If you consider any other items in the category, I've never seen any of them being used in public. Um, that might be the friends I keep or the places I go, <laughs> but uh, I've not seen it at all. Uh, like Dan, I do think that you should feel free, even if you're not going to hunt them, to mess with people you see wearing headsets in public, um, dance in their peripheral vision and then startle them, that kind of thing. Um, uh, hold up giant signs that say system error to see if you can confuse them. Um, <laughs> oh but, uh, but no, I, I haven't seen it. And I, I don't know. I recall vividly when AirPods, the original AirPods were released. Some people thought they looked ridiculous, you know, dangling in your ears. Yeah, and then they became maybe not a status symbol, but they at least became very accepted. I'm harder pressed to believe that's going to happen the same way for Vision Pro. And I am prepared to look foolish when that prediction turns out to be wrong later. But it's hard for me to imagine everybody being like, yep, it's cool if we all look like these weird like robocop style cyborgs all the time while we're in public uh partially shut off from the world so i haven't and i hope not to (laughs) that's my answer i have one sitting next to me and there's no there's no world in which i would make the choice on my own to wear this thing (laughs) in in a world where micah wears his vision pro outside (laughs) um i I mean, first and foremost, it's the most uncomfortable thing I've ever put on my face. Um, But that's to say, I've never had those braces that you have to put on that are outside of your face. So I don't (laughs) don't necessarily have too too much to compare to. But my point is... um, Yeah, the perfect... Like, no, I don't want this... I'm not a horse. Horse blinders <laughs> don't make me feel more comfortable. It would make me feel less comfortable and worried that the Dans and the Lexes of the world are going to come up and harass me. We I don't are. want yeah, to be true. exactly. They are apparently. They're there. I, I don't want to uh, do that. And I have also not seen anyone wearing theirs. And I have to say, I have seen a Cybertruck in Petaluma. <laughs> so 
you know, the, the, ov- the, the Venn diagram <laughs> suggests that it's more likely that I would see someone wearing an Apple Vision Pro in public. What about a Cybertruck wearing s- an Apple Vision Pro? That, uh, you do know they, what, I could make that happen. Do they have happen. them big enough to fit um, a, a, a Cybertruck? Yeah, I I'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> but... <laughs> The, there's, you know, it, it, the the culture is ripe for it, and yet I still have not seen it. So uh, I think that it is a rare occurrence, for the most part, and we're only seeing it for the the clicks, for the most part. Uh, yeah, that's that's it. That's all I have to say. I'm done. Kathy, round us out. Oh, I I'm sorry I can't squeak like that. Uh, <laughs> for the most part, though, I asked this question mainly because I knew Micah, you were in the area of the world that would more most likely have most it, likely yeah. have it yeah uh i also have not seen anything in the wild but i also don't get out a whole lot so that's unsurprising i haven't seen people let alone you know people <laughs> who are wearing people? <laughs> vision pros uh yeah, so I just saw that article and I was like, oh, this is interesting. So that's why I'm asking, not because I actually have yet to have an experience myself. All right, that's four topics down. We have just enough time for a bonus topic. So tell me, do you have any Valentine's Day traditions, Lex? Nope, uh, we don't do it in my uh, relationship with my spouse. And uh, the only thing that we do do is buy chocolate for our kids who want Valentine's candy. So that's it. Tradition. Um, for me, or for, for my relationship, yes, we have one tradition, I guess, which is just that each year we make sure to get each other a card. And if other things are part of that, that's fine. But we just want to have a handwritten card for each other. Uh, what about you, Kathy? Yeah, my spouse and I don't really do anything for valentine's day but i do try and get something for the kiddo uh this morning i surprised them with a heart full of warheads the candy <laughs> not the nuclear actual, kind. Yeah. not the nuclear sour. kind <laughs> uh and uh dutch bros uh lemonade um all fancy for that's not the kind with the caffeine in it is it no nope just le- just regular oh lemonade. no that's panera not dutch bros y- yes Never mind. yes it's okay uh, and so surprising them with goodies is always fun. The only thing we do, and we rarely do this on Valentine's Day, because oftentimes um, there is this, like a conference I often go to, which is often on the same weekend. Um, but we go out to dinner at the place that we sort of um, first started like hanging out, which is a place called Aww. Tasty Burger, which is a basically like a burgers and shakes like little franchise, local franchise. Um, so you know, we go out and we get some some burgers and milkshakes and uh, bring the kiddo, and uh, it's fun and cheap, and boy, you can eat pretty fast. Like last night, we were home in like half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> so you know and and super super sugared up on milkshakes and it was great it was delicious hey if you'd like to get ad-free episodes with an extra overtime topic every week you can become a member of clockwise just go to relay.fm slash clockwise and sign up for just five dollars per month or fifty dollars a year and you'll help support the show and we really really appreciate it in this week's overtime topic we discuss our automated overlords and with that we have reached the end of this week's episode all that remains is for us to thank our fantastic guests Lex Friedman, the one and only. Thank you so much for being here this week. Hey, thanks for having me on the one and only Clockwise. 
And Kathy Campbell, I don't know if you're the one and only, but you certainly are a great Kathy Campbell. Thank you for being here. I am the only unicorn Kathy Campbell. How about that? Boom, boom. You're the the only Kathy Campbell in our hearts. I better be. (laughs) Jesus. All right. I was trying to be nice. Uh, Well, thank you, everybody out there for listening. We'll be back next week. But until then, we remind you, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.